Welcome to the HKB podcast. Gee, it's great to have you, man. You yeah. excited about this? I'm excited, man. You awake? Yeah, I got my coffee now. Life's great. Life's crazy. It's always crazy. That's the beauty of uh, what we do. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the beauty of what you and I do. <laughs> There's no no effing downtime, period. Why why downtime? You know, it's like you can't accomplish anything by chilling. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, I always like, oh, I wish I had time off. I wish I was just chilling. And when I get to that state, I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to... I need to do something. You know what I mean? It's it's because then your mind starts running, and um, I don't know. It's like a balance, isn't it? I don't know. I was telling my kid yesterday. I don't know why we got. In, we always get into deep conversations. I'm like, man, everybody wants it, but who's willing to put the effort in to get it? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that goes with anything in life. You know, if you're playing sports, school, work. And I, I think that's the mentality we have. It's like we're we're constantly on the go doing it. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, if you if you're willing to put in the grind, you're gonna get practically whatever you want. I mean, that is the beauty of where we live in our country and the freedoms that we have. It's pretty sick. It's all about action and effort. Yeah. I mean, how about um? It's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Yeah, man. You guys slammed this weekend with stuff. Yeah, basketball tournament, basketball tournament, training practice yeah. the usual yeah I'm, I'm i'm on one kid daddy duty while my family is at a t swift concert so i love it the yeah. family's some swifties yeah but you know i got my i got my tried and true kid our fourth kid she's all about me it's the funniest funniest stuff man i get you know i came home yesterday just wiped out because i had um big operative day facelift fat crafting rhinoplasty breast case just like you know, good high intensity cases, amazing results, just so sick. But I'm like, oh, I'm so cashed. And came home, you come home to this little creature that just like so oh, she's so happy of, to see you, right? She's a ball of joy. It's awesome, man. It's it's so funny, like the the things that you get to do on a day to day. Meaning, you go to we have this home family, you got this work family. You and I have this relationship in this this you know um, ecosystem that we're working on and building. And it's like you got these different silos of things that you focus your energy on. And uh, I don't know that, that that's fun. Like it's, it's fun to have those different kind of aspects of your career, life, family. You know, every day is a challenge and it's great. Like we embrace that, that challenge that comes to the table yeah. every day. And it's like patients are sometimes challenging. Family's challenging. Working with Cortesis is often challenging. I mean, yeah. It's when you're working with greatness all the time. I get it. It just happens. <laughs> the LeBron of uh, of cosmetic surgery. Yeah, Shit. that's what I, that's what I call myself. It's it's great. Me and LeBron are very very similar. Maybe <laughs> like Charles Oakley or something. Um, I mean, what are the, some of the challenges that you're you're seeing right now in your life? You know, I would say some of the challenges are that you know you and I have embarked on some incredible shit recently, and one of those things is our growth the other is you know we're now trying to do this podcast and i think it's important for us because i think we want to be a resource for people to kind of know kind of what and who we're about but also to try to open people's eyes um into our space the aesthetic space and um also trying to take that aesthetic space in the right direction i mean in in the growth strategy and this podcast kind of they're tied. They're tied. It's very yeah. similar. Because we want to help patients, 
and we want to help you know our colleagues our fellow providers our fellow surgeons our injectors estheticians team members because um we feel like if we don't uh, the space isn't going to go in the direction that it deserves to go into it's amazing right like we started on this career path right you're like your, your first step after training is like i want to I'm going to do a lot of cases. I'm going to try to be the best plastic surgeon that I can be. Right. Once you sort of, not that we're ever like perfect at that, but once you get that, you're like, all right, what is the next step? Mm-hmm. What, what, where are we going to impact patients the largest? And for you and I, it was like, okay, we're in Charlotte. We have two offices in Charlotte. Are we really impacting the greater population? Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, nah, not really. We need a, a greater impact. What do we do? Hey, let's, let's teach younger providers. Let's have this fellowship that we can actually then impart those fellows into different offices so that we can spread the love across the country. Yeah. We have, and and it's, you know, that's very special and to make impact and and see success in others. It's like our, our children. So like we have this home family and then our work family. And when we see our other colleagues and team members be successful, I mean, there's, there's nothing greater. And for example, like when we have our, like one of our fellows now, Anthony Braswell, who came with us and he's a military plastic surgeon, been there for a while, but needed something more out of his career. Somehow he stumbled into us um, with a, wanted to be in a, in aesthetic surgery, but we, we, you know, we're like, listen, you can't just jump into aesthetic surgery. Like you need to be trained. And that's when we made a study. Why don't you do our fellowship? And lo and behold, he does our fellowship and lo and behold, he's going to join us and thrive and be successful and you know we've done this before with shauna kleban dr kleban's a phenomenal surgeon and she did our fellowship and and she's incredible she does stuff way better than you and i do i mean she's so talented she's an ultra talented surgeon you know and then we have kind spirit i mean she has it all for sure and then we have dr parada who joined us who's incredibly talented comes from this incredible training background is super cerebral as well and has this research background and um is destroying it with us. And then we have Heather Levitis, Dr. Levitis with us. And she's, I mean, this, this talk about someone who's even more cerebral, has this incredible um, educational background. And, you know, from a technical the story, standpoint, the story it's great. goes on, it goes and on, and on and on. And then there's all kinds of others, but, you know, it's, it's really remarkable um, to be able to do that. And I think that's, that's giving us a lot of satisfaction. So I think we're, you know, you never want to be doing the same thing over and over again because sometimes you could get potentially bored. And I think that's what, that's what number one, this, what we're doing now allows that doing this podcast is something else, a different form of expression for us, but growing, helping others, a different form of expression. You said it, we're, we're, we're now able to provide care throughout the country. We're changing the aesthetic space. We're controlling kind of the narrative on aesthetics in the United States, right? We're not just a participant. We're trying to control it in a good way, right? Because I think the way you and I provide aesthetic care is top notch. And we want to provide that throughout the country with, for our patients. And it dovetails into this podcast. Like, why are we doing the podcast? I mean, one of the reasons we're doing it is so we can teach, educate, provide, you know, more information to patients across the country that they understand Hey, these, these services are available. They're mm-hmm. pretty darn easy to yep. recover from. And it helps you be the best version of you because and ultimately that's what we want, right? It's what we teach our kids. You're not going to be this person or that person. You got to be the best version of you. hundred percent. And, you know, and we also want to be a solution, you know, we're, we're a solution for patients 
but we're a solution for, for, for other providers and people in our space, meaning we have some colleagues of ours who are retiring and they don't know what to do with their baby that they built. And we're able to kind of help them take over their baby, bring in someone else who has even more, has the same passion that they do. You know, for example, in Knoxville, where we had um, Dr. Reith, who's an incredible provider who was ready for a change. And then we had a younger um, surgeon that we got to interact with and be around and, and who inspired us. We inspired her and she's joined us, um, Dr. Jessica Walker, and she's got an incredible thriving practice. And we're building these strong relationships. And she is she initially thought she wanted to do something else and now is doing aesthetic surgery and thriving. And she's good at it and has the right personality, takes care of patients the right way. And we have a colleague from um, uh, the Connecticut area, Dr. Rick Rosen, who really wanted to be in our area, didn't want to start a practice, wanted to join something, but he's got years and years of experience and does phenomenal work. And we're able to provide him a home and we're able, and he's able to provide incredible care also. And another story of, you know, in Charleston, South Carolina, where we have um, the opportunity to um, help a, a, a distressed situation with a practice, but a great place, great facility, and another surgeon who really wanted to be part of something bigger, Dr. Matthew Baker, who's with us now. And so it's that's really special, but all that dovetails into is that we're able to kind of control the narrative, like you were saying, but also control the outcome, the patient experience, and not only help patients, but help other providers and surgeons and do incredible things and to help them and help our team achieve their personal best. I think that's the thing that's unique about this. We realize that it's it's about the patients and about every single team member. So do you mention, you know, we, we mentioned controlling the narrative. We mentioned, hey, this is our way. What, what is that way? What is the HKB way and what does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. And I think patients ask that. The doctors ask it. So yeah. what, what does that mean to you? The HKB way to me is that you're trying to really just help people fundamentally achieve their personal best. And so what is that? That That is a very broad concept. So it's basically, you know, never stop trying to find a better solution. Um, always going above and beyond on patient care. When someone's having a problem, double tripling down and seeing them, helping them, holding their hand, being there for anything. Um, to me, that's kind of what the HKB way is. How, how would you describe that? I mean, I, I think one of the things that makes us unique is that we're super real. Yeah, We're never going to sell anybody on services. So for me, one of the, one of the main characteristics is being real and authentic with our patients and letting them know, Hey, you can lean on us. You can trust us, Yeah, you know, and helping you through this journey. I mean, that's huge, right? I mean, I think the trust in physicians are is lost in today's world, especially with all the finances. And so, yeah. you know, being real, authentic, trustworthy, and offering top-notch care and really caring is what I feel we're about. Yeah, and, and the other, I mean, let's just be honest here. Like, shit gets complicated. Everything gets complicated. Nothing is simple. Nothing is ever, like, one plus one is two. Like, it's it. there's always uh, speed bumps. There's always things that can go down. And I think that's part of, you know, our approach and our parallel. You know, we initially kind of figured out what, what are we going to call this thing, this podcast. And, it, and it's kind of like life. You know, plastic surgery is like life in that it, it's complicated, but it really doesn't have to be. And the way that you get the ideal outcome is how you handle those speed bumps, how you handle those complications. Every day, no matter what the fuck you're doing, 
there are things that are going to deviate from exactly what you want to do. And it's all about how you handle that deviation. True character is when things are not perfect. Right. That's when you really know somebody's mm-hmm. true character. It's not when things are smooth sailing and perfect and you're winning championship winning games. It's like when things are not when it's supposed to be that way. Right. And I think that's kind of, and that's kind of thing that we're, I mean, we're learning, we're all learning. You and I are learning. We help each other through this stuff and mentor each other. I think we try to mentor even our team members and other providers and they mentor us too. Um, Cause it, it's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy to do the right thing every time. Cause sometimes it, it requires like, legit sacrifice especially when it comes to patient care sometimes but like you just got to do it for example like if someone has an issue and they have immediate post-operative swelling and basically they have something called a hematoma which is like a collection of blood you could either sit on it wait a day or two you could even wait a week or two but what's the right thing the right thing is just take care of that thing just get it done you know there's no better feeling for me than to take care of some a person having an issue and eliminating that issue you know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty special. Pretty darn special. I have a question for you guys. So you guys are, I know you touched base on it, on it a little bit. You guys are family men. You're full-time physicians. You uh, obviously have a bunch of other things going on. Um, how do you balance that out? Because what I feel... Mm-hmm is important to let people know, especially young and up and coming physicians or entrepreneurs or business owners or whatever the case, how's that work-life balance? How's that work? Work-life balance is, is a really interesting topic because I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not great at it. And because I, I tried, you try to do your best at everything and sometimes um, either situation might dominate. I fortunately have like angelic family, angelic wife who understands what drives me and knows that if I don't chase some of those passions that I'm going to be a crabby <laughs> POS. But um, it's something we're still working on. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't know about you, Bill, but you're, you're get, you've gotten a lot better. Bill's, Bill's eyes have opened more and he's he kind of reminds me and inspires me sometimes to do that. And Sometimes I think if I don't handle something, if I don't address something, I'm not the one doing it. It won't get done. Or if I don't do it, I'm going to fail. And the truth is, that's not the case. So I think there's a balance. Yeah. But we, we love we, we love it all, right? We love taking care of patients. That's why we do what we do. We love what we're doing in the space. And we love our family. And, um, you know, we, everybody talks about work-life balance. I, I don't, I don't even think it's a, it's a balance per se. And I love what Jeff Bezos says when he, when he talks about balance, he's like, it's more of a harmony. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a, a balance because the harmony, everything kind of coexists within this space of things that you love and you have to kind of meld between all of it. Some days work's going to take more precedence. Sometimes family's going to take more precedence, right. but like there, there's not a, I have to stop at, you know, five o'clock, not answer my text messages or phone calls, which yeah. again, I, I'm not begrudging people for doing that. I think that's a really good approach right. for some individuals. I just think if you love everybody, you should give it attention. And that that's kind of what we do. And, yeah, yeah, that is. And we love everything about it. And you know, to your point, 
I think every free moment I have, I'm going to spend with my family. It's just, yeah. I think they're the, besides work, they're the most important thing that's out there. It's like being the role model for them, trying to be a good husband mm-hmm. and a good father. Am I great at it? No, like I'm probably going to go to my kid's basketball game and yell today because I, yeah. you know, that's, my, <laughs> that's I'm, what they need. I'm that dad. Well, listen, I but, have, I have, I got four kids and it's interesting. One kid, if you yell at them, goes to total pieces. The second kid, if you're yelling at, her performance is like boom up here, and if she gets coached by someone who didn't yell, it's like. Rrr. And then the third one, <laughs> she's kind of whatever. The fourth one, oh god, you yell at him, just crying. <laughs> so it is interesting how what people respond to. But you know, going back to that work life balance concept, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because we have a crazy situation where we're still very clinically hyperproductive, and that's important to us. Like we love. We love aesthetic surgery. We love helping people achieve their personal best. We love taking someone who's vulnerable, who has a concern, you know, you, you know, when you ask why aesthetic surgery, like, listen, at the end of the day, there's some people who have legit concerns that we're able to really hone in on, address, and they move on, and they're better for it. And like, that's, there's no better feeling from a standpoint of providing somebody something or a service. But, so when we're doing that all day long, then we are trying to handle and do our best from a family standpoint, but also for our, our, our ecosystem, our, our, our business, and dealing with our other colleagues and um, our team members. So we're, we're always doing stuff after hours, quote unquote. And so it works. And I think for us, we, I wish I could do what you were saying. Like, after six, I'm out. But we just, we just cannot. And no. part of it, though, is that I think we, we care so much. And the thing that's happening for us, though, is that we're good. We're great. We are not the absolute best at everything. We're just not. And, and that's I think, why you hire people. That's, right. that's why you have people. I mean, again, we're, we're a team. Right. But to that point, right? We're, we're all a team, right? Somebody, I use this analogy all the time, like on a basketball team or a football team, somebody's got to score the points. Somebody's got to get the, yeah. the, the runs in, the yards. Somebody's got to block and tackle. Yep. And, and that's what it is, right? We have a team at home. Your wife is amazing, as is mine, right? Like we couldn't do what we do without strong women right. with us. Right. And, and, and the other thing is, is that we have to recognize when others can do something better or your analogy, when we, you have a B player, but we need to help them become an A player and move them up into that rank. And, and they handle that issue because they're, they're going to be better or they're going to dedicate more focus and energy and time to it. You know, if, if you're doing 10 things, the likelihood of all 10 being at a, the highest level is low. And I think, that's what we're learning with what we're doing. And I think that's a general thing about life and kind of you kind of addressing and protecting your time. Um, but it's funny though, sometimes I still feel like I can, you know, when you're doing a bunch of things and kind of multitasking, that's like my Zen place. Uh, and I don't know what, what has led to that, you know, but part of, you know, we have to take care of ourselves too. Right. So yeah. that's part of this, you know, work life balance. And, um, what does that mean? To us, I mean, I know because we're pretty much the same person there. We yeah. we watch what we eat. The Grindians. We work out. I mean, we're religious about our workouts. I mean, it's a six-day-a-week kind of thing between weight training and cardio. Mm-hmm. I mean, being physically fit makes a huge difference in trying to sleep yep. as much as we can. Yep. Yeah, you know, and that's and then and then the other is you know time away. You know, some of both of our some of our mentors mentioned. That you, if you can peel away and have uh, time where you're le- legitimately removed from whatever your day to day is, that you do get the ability to really get clarity. 
Um, but here's the case in point is like, we're going to go to India, for example, this December. And I have not taken longer than five consecutive days off. And I mean, my whole practice and all the training. So, and then most of med school, cause you couldn't, so that's like, at what, at what like day are you going to start getting fidgety? You're going to be like, oh my God, I got to get back, I got to get back, I got to get back. <laughs> so <laughs> You're going to tell Sarah, hey, I, I, I'm sorry, y'all can stay. <laughs> I'm getting back. Oh my God. Or we, I don't know, we can't get back quick from that one. But I noticed you guys said the word love a lot. Referring to your family, referring to your, to your work, your patients, your colleagues. Your, so what you, what you were saying, that harmony if you don't love it, it's going to be really hard to play that instrument. Is that a correct analogy? Yeah. I mean, our, our time is so valuable. We don't have one out of, of missteps with that. You know, I, I'm not going to get dedicate any of that free moment of time to anything that I don't love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's not worth our time. And I, that's the part that I've learned throughout mm-hmm. the, as I've gotten older is like, if you're not part of that that window, I'm not you, doing you, know what, you know what's so funny is I don't know if this is actually the right conversation to have associated with this one, but like so, Bill and I every once in a while we get we get opportunities and we have situations where we can do something, but it 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 takes that one thing that you have only so much of is time, and often one of us will really want to do it, and he's like, oh shit, okay, fine, I'll do it, and it's like, and you're just the person who doesn't want to do it, it's kind of just like, this is so stupid. This is so dumb. But every time we do that, whether it's working with a company or meeting somebody or just so, going down some random rabbit hole, we always come up and you know what? That was really good. That was really worth it. And you, you, you gain something. And it's such a peculiar thing about life. And, and people don't interact. know that about us, though. Like if one of us wants to do it, we're like, hell. Okay, we're in. It's not has to be both of us. It's like literally, if one says they're pretty passionate about it, we're in. Yeah, yeah. and then the others, if we have to like buy something or something big we need to do for the practice or the company, it's like I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, and then if the if it if a team member asks, is, yeah, I like that, but see what Bill thinks. <laughs> so it's always this silly kind of concept, but. I always like to say G doesn't want to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. When you don't want to, you just say that. That's, oh, man. It's teamwork. An, it's an, it's an easy default. <laughs> it's like when you're kids, you're like, go ask your mom. <laughs> go ask your mom. You know what, what's interesting, too, is um, the funniest thing is if you can get different perspective, too, in what you're doing. And uh, we've been able to do that in, uh, in our kind of day-to-day and in practice. Like, for example, so we, you know, Richard Cow, for example, joined us, who's a uh, really great facial plastic surgeon who did a fellowship with Dean Toriumi. Oh, he's awesome. I yeah, was in right. the, I was in the OR with him the other day. He's awesome. Great guy and but different perspective. I love that. We had a, a, a gentleman visit us recently who's considering working with us is going to do a fellowship somewhere else um, in an area and I want to protect the identity just because I don't want to um, bother anybody. But, you know, the idea of that individual kind of coming to work with us eventually at some point bringing different perspective. And so this is why we, we love this idea of like the ecosystem we're building is because that there's never there's never only one way to address and quote fix something. And there's and that the best way is not always the only the, they're going to be the best at all times. And so it's really interesting to do that and have that kind of continual just kind of meshing together, meshing together. And I think that's, you know, when we're talking about the HKB way, uh, when I joined you and Joe, 
Hunstead. Joe always said one plus one equals three. I'm like, Joe, come on. Yeah. Do you know you're math? Pretty, you're pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. And, he, and he's so right. And when I was in Tennessee, uh, when I finished training, so Bill and I trained together at Wake Forest. We had a great time. He was much more senior than me, obviously, if you look at us. But um, no, I'm still kidding. better looking. But I mean, it's still. But pretty since o- then, we've pretty been, obvious though. But since then, we've been so tight, and uh, we were in each other's weddings. But um, he did his own thing and came here and joined Joe Hunstead right out of practice. I went to Tennessee and went to my hometown, Johnson City, Tennessee and um, had a practice there for many years and was I was doing phenomenal but then I realized that it was just me there and I was I shined um, and there it was a great place I loved it I still love it and have uh, patients that are very loyal from that area that um, still come to our practice but we I knew I needed something more and what I'm talking about is I wanted more for my family from a city standpoint from an educational standpoint but actually it was almost all of it was my personal ambition for my career and now that I think about it I'm like I'm so lucky like my wife and would kids you ever just practice way behind I, it. would you ever practice in isolation no and then that's the thing so if you're in isolation Joe said this you know and he's just he's incredible he's just a real visionary and he said that he's like you know when you're on your own you you face academic and quote surgical isolation what he mean what he meant by that is that you end up getting in your way in your, in your focused way, and you just keep refining that way, which is great, but that's the only way that you see. There's, there's really you not a lot of advancement. And then when I work, we joined together, I mean, my career changed and just went on this super upward trajectory. And now to my own horn, I think I w- I've always been driven, so I think I was going to go up, but I think the slope really increased for me. And um, and the, the reason why is because we are we always are challenging each other. Even now, like you come in there and be like, hey, I don't know if I would do that. Or maybe have you considered this? Have you looked at this? Have you read this article? Have you seen this? And now we're able to take that even further, you know, and, and, and have more providers who are more fresh in with our fellows also. And I think that's an important thing just about life, to open your eyes and to know what's out there and to try to get the best possible, quote, outcome. And, and that and, relates to patients, right? And totally. ultimately, right, who wins? Who wins with that? The patients. Patients do. And also, you know, for patients to, to be in the know, and part of it is that we have to really get that out there so patients understand, like, there are things that you can do to help with X, Y, and Z, and it isn't as bad as you think. Or you don't need to go have a big surgical, in, in, you know, intervention. It can be small little things that you can be doing now that can help prevent you from needing something more radical in the future. And the and the, the big thing is, what impact does that have on you? That impact is that your self-image is stronger and you can look as good as you feel. And those are important things. And this has been, this is nothing new. This has been going on for forever. And in, in the humans have existed practically. We, we really believe in this continuum of care model mm-hmm. where it is these small incremental changes over time, potentially sometimes bigger surgical interventions that really relate to this best version of you scenario yeah and it's kind of like it could be botox it could be a facial it could be you know laser hair removal or hey it's time for mommy makeover right or you need a little bit greater of a surgical intervention on your face yeah patients don't realize sometimes you can get a big impact with a small procedure that nobody would ever know you had done 100 percent and and that's the beauty of what we do and that we're refining that tech those techniques over time and they're game changers. Yeah, you know, and then I think a part of the, our issue has been has been in the in the language and the way that we've titled things. For example, I mean, the, what we what we historically have 
done. I mean, our training programs are called plastic and reconstructive surgery. Fucking terrible name. Because, like, the word plastic is just doesn't sound good. Reconstructive sounds like, you know, you're, you're building something that, you know, wasn't there. When the truth is, you know, a lot of what we're doing is more prejuvenation, where you're actually trying to kind of slow down the aging process. And then we're also what we're doing is restoration, where you're trying to improve something that was once, you know, one way and bringing it back to where it should be. Are you renaming it now? We're just gonna I, I think so. And even even us, <laughs> like, I'm being honest, like, even like even us when we our practice called HKB cosmetic surgery, sometimes that has a negative connotation. And I think we've all talked it. Eventually, we're going to wipe that away because it's it's way more than that. You know, this it's it's about kind of aesthetic wellness and and like breast um, augmentation. What a terrible name. You know, you know, it, it just sounds so like unnatural and we're not trying to chase unnatural results. Some people may want some unnatural results, but the overwhelming majority don't. No. And I think that's some things that, you know, we've got to do better. And as we kind of grow, I think we can chip that away and, and, yep. and fix that because that's a, just a terrible stigma. I mean, me back to controlling the narrative, right? Yeah. I mean, me looking from the outside, I, I had never stepped into uh, this uh, industry at all. I've never been in OR or anything, but seeing the testimonials of the patients, how it makes them feel, mm-hmm. right? This is what I, I do what I do because of how it makes other people feel. Mm-hmm. So seeing that, you know, the words plastic and cosmetic, they go out the window. Mm-hmm. It's about how they feel at the end is, is what I see. I mean, these are big confidence boosters mm-hmm. for patients. I mean, it really is. Yep. And, it, and when they come in, you see that smile. It's everything. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. Well, guys, we, we've enjoyed this and, you know, we're going to be doing more and more um, episodes and we're going to try to get really nitty gritty and granular um, on there's a lot of topics to cover. So our plan is to release new episodes every Wednesday and we're going to try to have a lot of fun and dispel some myths, um, open people's eyes and hopefully make them chuckle a little bit. Right. Yep. We appreciate you listening and uh, for putting up with G and I, but we're excited. Links to learn more about anything mentioned on today's show are available in the show notes. To learn more about Dr. Bill Cortesis and Dr. Gorab Bahardi and the entire team of HKB Cosmetic Surgery, just go to hkbsurgery.com or follow HKB on Instagram at HKB Cosmetic Surgery. Subscribe to our newsletter for key takeaways from each episode, links to any resources we discuss, and promo codes or giveaways from HKB and our partners. If this show has helped you in any way, if you learned something, write a review on Apple Podcasts and share the podcast with a friend. Take a screenshot of this podcast episode with your phone and show it at your consultation or appointment or mention the promo code PODCAST to receive $25 off any service or product of $50 or more. It's Complicated is a production of the Axis, T-H-E-A-X-I-S dot I-O.